0: everyone, and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where we talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and how we might discuss it in our role playing campaigns. My name is Fiona, and with me is my my, my co host, the person that does all the cool graphics and everything, it's Hamilton. <laughs> Hello, Hamilton, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, Fiona? I, I'm I'm doing better because it is the spooky season. Finally, it's spooky we're here. Spooky season, yes. We're here. We've made it. We've made it to the end of October yes. from the past.
1: <laughs> and I didn't have time to put makeup on, unfortunately. No,
0: for it. I know, I know. Me neither. You you might recognise these outfits from a couple of weeks ago, but we thought what better time to start talking about uh, an in- you know a, a, you I can know, quickly change. T- <laughs> Oh no! Oh, there you go. Done. Done. It's all good. It's all good. But what better time to sort of talk about spooky settings than obviously on Halloween itself? But obviously I talk about it three sixty-five days a year anyway. So, but hey, it sounds it sounds good. Yeah. But. Halton, I guess we'll, we'll dive right in. What mm. is our topic today? What is the, the spooky, spectacular theme that you brought to us? Well,
1: yeah. So this is a bit of old school D and D, and not that old school. It's three uh, E third edition. Mm. It's uh, the Ghost Walk campaign and the city, particularly the city of Manifest, Manifest, mm. Manifest, Manifest. I think it's Manifest. Manifest. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said it weirdly. It's what happens Manifest. when you're live on camera? You. <laughs> yeah. You just can't speak. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I found this uh, by chance, really, looking um, through DMs Guild and some old. I was talking to people about old campaign guides mm. and uh, politics, actually, and campaigns. And someone mentioned birthright, and I was like, I looked at that, and I was like, I'm not too keen on this. That doesn't look that interesting. And then at the bottom, I said if you're interested in this, you might also be interested in. So it was literally one of those like loop the loops, and I ended mm. up round the roller coaster at Ghostwalk. So this is an official campaign guide written by mm. very famous uh, writers Monte Cook and uh, Sean K Reynolds so of mm. Monte Cook Games so these this is when they used to work for um imagine it was wizards at the time I can't it, yeah was yeah, wizards at the of time. time yeah yeah and uh the, the basic premise is once you're once you die that is not the end of the story you no. you live on as a ghost and ghosts are a physical manifestation hence mm. the City of Manifest. Um and there's a whole rule set around that. And that's basically the premise that we'll be talking about how you maybe can bring the City of Manifest and this sort of rule set, well this sort of idea into your campaigns. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's very yeah, I when you sort of sent this to me, I was like, ooh, what if you came back and you could continue on your playable character that you've developed and you've obviously had a connection to and it, oh instead of them dying, you can still finish the story, which I think is really interesting and the one thing I want to point out right at the beginning was that it, there's a lot in this book obviously there's stuff about you know, player options magic items the the world itself extra bits and adventures so again it's similar to when we did our Farewell uh, farewell Companion piece um, mm. lots of stuff in there one thing I picked out from it though it's description of the ghosts as well it says it sort of it is as you died you still have clothes on but if you died of natural causes then you look a little bit younger and stuff but if you died a violent death that is still apparent like you'll have like an arm off or your jaw will be dislodged or something Mm. like that and it it talked about scaring children and you can give them nightmares because that's how you died and i was just like i hadn't even considered that because obviously in maybe in my head is oh, when people come back you know just this that, yeah.
1: apparition that is their best self, sort of thing. But this exactly. is more nearly headless Nick, isn't it? Than it is. Yes, than, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Or who it reminds me of? Have you seen Scrooged? Oh yes, I've seen. Bo Scrooge. Bill Murray too. and yeah. uh, and and his um, his version of uh, Marley is uh, mm. is a vi- is like got the holes in him. He's decaying, and he's got a golf ball that falls out of him, and a bird that comes out of one part of him. And when he drinks the scotch, it comes out of his out of all the holes, is that's what it kind of reminds me of, that sort of mm. quite, um, yeah, slightly gory but silly version.
0: Uh, yeah, I love that. and I Yeah, I love that idea of, like, the bloody Baron, nearly headless snake, that sort yeah. of thing. And, again, the other thing that came up from these ghost options, talking about, like, the flavour, the role play of it, is that certain senses are dulled. And there's always things where, like, oh, they drink oh, yeah. more than yes. a gallon a week or something, or eat more food. The one I really liked, though, was that they need to have... Like, to taste things that actually taste things they have to make it really spicy or yeah. really rich or something like that and I just thought that I like that I think like that idea because obviously there's that like, yeah. thing oh can ghosts eat and all that something. Yeah. but I like the idea that they can eat they are they physically are, and they can taste stuff in but for order for it to make an impact they need to have like it, it needs to be hot sauce it needs yes. to be just a bit because it's a bit like um, oh iZombie was a bit like that when uh, the leading lady she dies and is a zombie and she solves crime I, I've badly uh, advertised it but it's quite good but the way she like to taste stuff she has to put hot sauce on it to taste oh right yeah because i quite the, like the that taste
1: buds are all dull. i think yeah. should we move back then to how the the sort of death system works and how people mm. come back to to life and and how yes. sort of um do you want to dis- describe that or Oh, I'm going to leave that over to you because okay. it's very complicated. <laughs> it is very complicated. So basically, when you die in this setting, and this is something that can, I think can be converted into your 5e that you're playing mm-hmm. or whatever, in that sense, is that you end up on the ethereal plane. So that is something yeah. that we all are aware of. And then when you end up on the ethereal plane, as uh, so this is once you've lost all your death saves, basically, yeah. there is a thing called the ethereal um, ethereal tide, I think it was called, wasn't it? I yes, yes, yeah, Ethereal tide, which is a, a wind that sort of blows through the Ethereal plane for all these dead souls. That if you sort of succumb to this, you sort of float along, um, along it towards the Veil of Souls, which is the sort of physical manifestation of um, the, the the portal between the, the living world and the undead world, and um, and so at the time when you die, you can either choose to. You can use a, 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 a spell to just jump out of the Ethereal Plane, even as, as any ghost, you get, get this as an ability, or you can follow this this route to get close to the Veil of Souls and then jump out earlier if you want mm. to, and you've got to make saves and all that stuff. Mm. I think... And then this, this physical location that we talk about, the Veil of Souls, is something that is in both the living world and mm. the dead world. It's something that you can either travel through the Ethereal Plane straight on, or so, one person could, in reality, go to this location by going to the city of manifest which we'll get to but going through mm. a portal going underground deep underground and finding this literal veil and you could even yeah. walk through it if you are alive if you so wished mm. uh, if you want to get past some of the people guarding it and um, mm. yeah and so and when you're this ghost person as a ethereal plane you can choose to step out from the ethereal plane into the into the real world and you are this they as they they talk very deeply on the difference between this yeah. is not a ghost like the ghost you see yes. on...
0: Um, ma- yeah, they make mo- that. Like, a hu- it's a huge uh, like, section yeah. about it yeah. saying, hey, they're not these kinds of ghosts. So I thought that was really interesting So yeah. I, I guess making that distinction because otherwise you're just like, oh, oh, I'll just go kill someone because they're like this. And they they have these... I guess it's to make sure you don't get certain abilities, like yes. um, whatever the uh, pe- uh, frightening stare or whatever it is, mm. uh, to make sure that people you know, don't, aren't just like, everything's afraid of me now because I can... Dislocate my jaw, yes. and it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's. I guess, and that that thing as well. Like you're saying, this sort of this this veil, um, this idea of like if you step out so that you can still get to it it's not oh, yeah. it's not like you're one chance and it's you might, might like I need to finish something I need to mm. help my friends and my allies or there's something else I need to do to say goodbye to my loved ones and th- there's this thing going uh, when I die I'll see you in manifest mm. which I, I guess that's such a again that's again just that idea is that it's a common phrase or saying it in, uh, yeah. in law to the point even where um, people will have on their bodies saying what they would like yeah. saying I want this I want my body to be taken this I want to be In manifest I want to do these things. It's almost like nowadays we talk about stuff like organ donation and like hey there's there's all these adverts on on TV now going hey let's have the conversation yeah do you know what your loved ones want it's exactly like like, it
1: was exactly like that yeah (laughs) and you get you can get these so yeah and I think the yeah and that that whole point of like so when you die is now a completely different thing because it's like do you want do you want to be left alone to just float onto the veil of souls do you want to be resurrected straight away because that's quite an easy thing to do, or do you want to be left to just be a, this intermediary phase of a ghost and have some time as that? Because some people, so when you become a ghost, there are benefits and you can that you can gain. You still gain from that, and so they were saying, you know, you, that like you you are incorporeal and you do take certain different types of damage, and so certain people like rogues might die on purpose. Using Mm. the painless death spell, so you can pay that, buy that for ten gold pieces. Ten gold pieces for that. Ten gold pieces, and then be dead for a couple of days, and then do whatever sneaky, sneaky want to do, and then get raised from the dead for five hundred gold pieces after you've done your job. So, like, people are actually jumping in and out. (laughs) They've Mm. they've made this into a into a a marketing process. You know, it's a commercial commodity of dying and being reborn um which is yeah, quite interesting
0: it, it was yeah that that chapter that first chapter was really interesting talking about like how the different classes see stuff so like the barbarians like it's this is such an alien concept to them so there's very yeah. rarely you'd have uh ghost barbarians happening whereas uh, you were saying like rogues more likely bards was another mm. one i think it, it, there was an interview um with with the two writers talking about it and they're like yeah we wanted to you know wanted to be shake things up and I like include bards a bit more in these sort of things, which I, I thought was really interesting as a result. And stuff like paladins and clerics, they're yeah. less likely to because obviously they have their gods who might want them to, you know, you, your time is done now and they might want to meet their gods, whereas mm. some might be like no, you need you need to finish something, you know. Yeah. So I, I quite, I, it's a bit like when we did our, our Planescape one, that idea of like philosophy and stuff, like each of them having a different mm. style in it. So you're like hey your players might like oh, i really do want to play a ghost at some point so, well have a see what your class says about mm. it and maybe yeah. maybe you want to change classes or maybe you want to think about like how can you weave that in narratively mm. so i thought that was quite good
1: and i mean even then if you are a cleric so there was that whole point that so the whole process of this um transition from towards the veil of souls and be cause one of the reasons why you might want to become um stay as a ghost is to have your body brought with you because there's the theory that your body being brought with you gives you benefits in this afterlife, which they, Mm -hmm. and the thing is they're saying, as they say a lot in this book, we know the afterlife exists because it's clearly there. There's a, there's a door and you can get to it. So, so this whole point that the, the the theory that this would happen is important. So, um, Mm -hmm. in that regard though, there's, there's obviously people that help you get there, help you make Mm -hmm. this ghost walk (laughs) hence the title and so Ah. you might be as a cleric someone who wants who helps aid people on this on this journey Mm. to stop them being attacked because people there are necromancers in here who want to raise the these ghosts easily erased into undead and converted into undead so there's a lot of people protecting them so maybe as as a cleric you might as a ghost take up this mantle of uh, of being a, a ghostly protector as well, I mm. could imagine, or a paladin e- equally, of leading the ghost walk and leading people, mm. um, helping someone make that transition. There's, a, there's easily a campaign, a little adventure in there where yeah. you meet someone who's died and you need to go get their body and then bring it back and, mm. yeah, all that sort of great stuff. I,
0: yeah, I just... I, yeah, so there's there's other thing about you kind of mentioned it there this idea that obviously ghosts are their own people and stuff but they can't be confused with undead so in the city of manifests there's a whole thing like do not create undead because mm. that that is evil and stuff and yeah obviously there are different um there's definitely like criminal underground guilds and like that do this sort of thing and we'll go into that this idea of body snatching as well oh, yeah. very victorian Lo- london etc but i just i again it's one of those things where it, if people don't die, what are they going to use their bodies for? You know, and, and there's, um, uh, did we talk, we must, no, I've talked about it with someone recently, um, Stephanie Myers, art, the, um, not artist, sorry, the uh, author of the yeah. Twilight series, she yeah. wrote a book called The Host, okay. which is a similar thing, similar sort of idea that you, you they just, people getting transformed, it's a bit like animals, that idea people okay. taking over bodies that they don't need, and all that sort of mm. thing, and I just, Again, that's the thing, Is that, is that that's kind of can be political in a way, because it's like, well, Granny's not using her body anymore, but we don't want any, any bugger coming around using Granny's body. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's no, a, that's true, because yeah.
1: ghosts have the ability to inhabit another body and animate it. And it's mm. interesting. I like the interesting... Oh, yeah, it, it, that's a, it's very true. It's just sort of... It kind of brings up, as you said, a philosophical debate within your campaign. I was like, you're going to really talk about death in in a, in a new way and mm-hmm. how you would want that body to preserve what your feelings are about that sort of afterlife it gives you these sort of questions that can be quite morally interesting i, I think which is which is something mm-hmm. that I, I think is is always interesting to a role-playing campaign
0: um, and, and just to, and just to quickly go on to that so as well again in somewhere in manifest i can't remember when or where there's um, a tavern or something where people can go meet potential hosts, so ghosts could do it and organize uh, sessions like dinner to be dating. Like, <laughs> dinner dating, exactly that. <laughs> and I love this idea that obviously it's like boring, boring people that come as hosts but may dress up a bit so to show like, oh yeah, I like having a good meal, and you can control me whilst I'm eating, and you can mm. taste the food and stuff like that. Again, a very bizarre thing, but people kind of do that in the real world where they'll 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 pay to watch someone do something and get enjoyment. <laughs> out of it yes. so it's
1: very
0: true. I, yeah it's it's i guess it's that sort of thing is and like again it's that sort of thing where you might need to talk about it saying hey there are some themes here about consent and control yeah maybe with your players and stuff like that, and make sure people are okay with it but it's mm. fascinating i think it's fascinating so again maybe it's just again i know we talked about like spooky season and like oh ghosts but like what if ghosts were their own people they have to have their own rights and yeah. their own place and their own like section of society and how does that interact with other people? And obviously, there have been loads of TV shows and stuff like that. Like um, the big one, I, I know I talked to you about when we we talked about this this idea of like Torchwood Miracle Day, where people stop dying, and it's like well, they're now they're they're in a constant state of like undead, but like you know they're still having the heart attack and they're still filling oh. up the hospitals and stuff. You know, it's oh, yeah, pretty that's awful. <laughs> yeah, pretty grim. So yeah. yeah. Oh what. <laughs> anyway yeah (laughs) lovely segue segue that then (laughs) Segway,
1: how do i segue from that talking about consistent hot attacks um yes i think uh what i wanted to go on then but we said we missed skipped on was the the Mm. why you might want to be a ghost i thought there was Mm. something they gave which i think is something that can translate quite easily because this is as a 3e and there's a 3.5e conversion for it as well but Mm -hmm. um they have these things called ghost powers and these sort of the paths of the ghost which I quite enjoyed actually, mm-hmm. and so um, they so they use ectoplasm. If you've ever watched Ghostbusters, you'll be very much aware yeah. of ectoplasm, and that's how that's the sort of corporeal form they take on these ghosts, and so it's sort of mm-hmm. like made out of this ectoplasm. Um, but the six paths basically represent um, uh, ability or progression of power along a particular theme. So uh, the, the the ones that there are, I, I quite like i just quite like the names and there's the path of the corruptor which yeah. is it's the study of the relationship between a ghost bodies, ectoplasm and the bodies of other living things or ghosts so as we were talking about like these inhabiting of ghosts and so you might allow ghosts to harm bodies or ghost bodies of others with a touch uh this this and it gives you symptoms so whenever you take this path it you become physically adorned with oh. um, an, an affectation that makes others aware of what path you're going down, which is quite interesting because mm. you can't then. Mm. You're very much aware. Oh, that's a corrupter. Get, get away, sort of thing. Um, so this one is like the constant pale blue, black, or grey ore around the hands of the ghost, and temporary mm. alterations to objects contacted by the hands. For example, the go- corruptor ghost tends to leave condensation outlined handprints on on objects she touches, <sighs> and you get feats then. So you get agony touch and this corrupting touch, and there's little ideas which I think could easily we can. Can, t- uh, can can construed into a five e or there's mm-hmm. the the dominator which is more about physical bodies, uh, the haunt, which is yes. uh, to scare others from a distance. So yeah. you get haunting presence and f- frightful moan, a horrific appearance and improved control visage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not
0: enough to control; it is improved. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, poltergeist, which is it, it says it all. Really, you can just it, you can do more. Um, move objects and the symptoms of this is visible swirls of dust float around the ghost and even minor shaking of larger unattended objects <laughs> so you what? just when you walk around things just tremble mm. around you yeah
0: oh it's like when you you see those like when you have um clips on youtube of cctv footage of the the pubs mm. and there's like a glass and it goes watch the glass and then nobody's end just goes off the table and you're like yeah. How did that happen? And you're like, no one knows. No. <laughs> so that's, yeah. If, I, if that's what that's Paul's does, it's like, wow, this is yeah. like, oh, it's ty- time, for a new drink for that guy. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there's, uh, yeah. Uh, they're, so they're all quite, they were quite fun, and I think they're something that is uh, easily translated as well. And yeah, nice little. Like, there's lots of little bits of that sort of real um, mm. bit of colour that it adds to the story, to the sort of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess
0: because yeah. oh sorry I was, gonna, I was no I was just gonna say yeah the idea that uh, no two ghosts are the same mm. so whilst um, maybe it's yeah another way of playing it that's not like ah oh, it's a scary ghost it's like oh there's different ways of doing it and like we've played I, I mean I've played like stuff like phasmophobia and stuff and the, the different kinds of ghosts you have there obviously you have different powers to scare and, and to to frighten and so you'd equally be as powerful but just using a different way mm. so yeah like a subclass essentially it, is, is, what a it bit is, but, is yeah it's
1: all that sort of what i kind of like about these older campaigns and i i, I don't know so some of them do do this as well but just adding um additional affectations and stuff that keeps your character individuality mm. is is i think interesting i think people want more of that so you know i and I, I think something like well particularly when you're turning into a ghost you need to add something to it but having this yeah. um just another moral quandary or a, or, or, or a bit of individual um idealism you can add to your character is always quite great i think so definitely yeah definitely did you want to talk about the city of Manifest itself? We haven't really discussed I, that I actual thing. I
0: guess the the big thing in the <laughs> in the over the hill essentially. Yeah. So this is, I, it's interesting. I guess so. How you've described it wonderfully. This sort of the origins of this. That this idea of this veil um, is appears in the real world as well. And I'm gonna do a very very potted history of this, and I'm sure you'll fill in the details and stuff. But I love this idea that, you know, it was um, an elf. And which we haven't even spoken about this idea that there's the elves have slightly different uh, way of being a ghost and stuff like that. So we'll come to that, I'm sure. But this idea that um, as two sort of uh, a brother and sister, and there was um, one of them was like, I do not, I will not leave your side. And so when they died, instead of passing over completely, they went to go find their brother. And this idea of uh, for elves is that it's almost like soul trees essentially, and they sort of bond together in sort of enclaves into the trees itself. Uh, And then going around this sort of place, they're finding this sort of this uh, this veil. And then this idea of and I'm going to get this wrong. Is it Death Warden dwarves? Yes,
1: that's right. Yeah.
0: Oh, I I didn't even look at the notes. And they were just there, weren't
1: they? Just when when she went looking for her brother, they were just standing guard already. They'd found it however many aeons ago.
0: So this this idea that these these dwarves have been here since who knows when. And they are the ones they are the main gatekeepers and the main people that help people on their pilgrimage mm. on the ghost walk down those who get there so that this idea that they're this almost like strong but silent guardians mm. ever watching that sort of thing and it will always be there and so with the discovery of this this uh, this veil uh, people started flocking in. so first it was sort of almost like a shanty town with tents and stuff and then it was destroyed through various wars. and then it's slowly but surely it's been built up and built and built up until it has now become manifest it's sort mm. of like um it's sort of walled sort of fortress where people are coming every day. It was talking about, like, I'm going to get this wrong now, like over 30,000 people living there, or at least one yeah. third of the people living there as ghosts, That's a sizable amount of the population. And then when you had, so sort of 10,000 people, non-residents, so people who were, like you were talking about this idea of bringing bodies into mm. the place. So these people who are, you know, on um, caravans, on on these things, bringing bodies in and all doing trades and stuff, or only stopping there briefly... It's a bustling, mm. cosmopolitan city, very diverse in that sort of sense, yeah. and with a lot of population, extra population in it,
1: and so. a transient population, as they say, because they said they I think they say there's thirty thousand people generally in the city, oh, and right. then ten thousand just turning up because mm. the name manifests is that even if you just let this um, this this wind take you, you then eventually mm. will manifest <laughs> at the city and manifest mm. to then take your final physical journey to this spade of ah. souls So. That's the sort of so that's why there's always just you might be just walking around and suddenly like oh hello
0: <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> hello. Here. hello hello Bill how are you doing oh right I haven't <laughs> no, seen you in years how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? sort of thing uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and in the city of Manifest itself there are these sort of five wards mm-hmm. um, and each of them have a warden and they each have their own distinct character as well mm-hmm. so we've got like the main ward which is the Portal Ward which has this huge like um, this, sorry, the most distinctive thing about it is fact that there's just a huge grand portal oh, i'm gonna there's have to show of, that art right now it's show, show the art
1: yeah so
0: beautiful it is it's incredible this i this this beautiful sort of tower imposes and, and you can tell that that this is the where you start your pilgrimage and stuff so mm. just sort of i think looking at the map itself you can i it would be the highest thing i think for miles around so you would probably see it mm. as you were coming into manifest which i quite like uh you also have um, you've got the forest view which I guess is sort of more naturalistic uh, a bit more residency with mm. the sort of the elves and stuff uh, they have great names sort of like uh, Phantom Hill which is the one you were pointing out before yeah. which I love and the other one I really loved was uh, the Tomes Yard this idea of well, again it's sort of like it's all sort of crypt-like yeah. and the idea that ghosts all uh, those people who live there you know they can afford like a room and stuff but it might just be as big as a drawer yeah, or something like that
1: because they, they, they don't need they don't want for what humans needs living yeah. sorry, living beings needs so they yeah they can just some of them just rent a cupboard don't they
0: or even a just cupboard a cupboard yeah. or but then they might like oh but i'd like having some possessions i guess I, I, i'm just like god i they, it's it feels like feels very london to <laughs> be honest like, yeah,
1: right now <laughs> i in a box <laughs> premonition of london 10 years later yeah exactly yeah, 100 percent. yeah it's very true yeah. um uh, yeah there was some great... There was some... There was some... Yeah, there's some lovely things in that city. You mentioned some of the tavern names as
0: well being quite good. <gasps> yes. uh, there yeah. was... I can't remember... The, uh, so the Angel wings, wings, that was it, Which yeah. was like the most, the most beautiful, popular one. I was like, oh, of course, because it's got a name like that. But um, uh, there is... Yeah, Rest... Which is the other name of the tavern? Yes. Which I just find, I like that very simple, straightforward. Like they've got some other ones I think, which was like uh, there's mm. something Swan. Oh, the, uh, the Magic Swan Tavern, mm. the Leafy Branch. Which again, I I assume those are sort of like um, uh, they're not Weatherspoon pubs, but they're, they're yeah, they they are, franchise they? pubs. Yeah, they're <laughs> sort
1: of, uh, you know, nameapubgenerator.com. <laughs> yeah,
0: a little bit, a little bit, but yeah, yeah. So I quite like I quite like those, and mm. yeah, just looking at the layout and stuff and each ward has its own personality mm. which I quite like and like you do have uh, obviously the market ward which is where all the uh, yeah. the story behind the market ward is quite great I find so I'll, I'll, I'll get a potted history but essentially yeah. the I think it was yeah it was the Tome Yards there was a big fire and then they were rebuilding it and there's just lots of shop and then eventually it was like we we'll declare our own independence from all these other yards yeah. and, and you're like oh okay and so I quite like that as a result yeah. I could get a little personality going yes we are merchants it's is where we live now. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, and it
1: uh, that's the thing. It's like, it comes with this uh, initial big idea of the ghosts and stuff like that, but they have created, and as we said, we can't talk about all of it, but they've created a whole world. There's a whole world here to inv- in, in involve yourself with, but as we you don't have to. The really The thing that is critical to it here, but... They've still given it. There's a lot of flavour and a lot of individuality to, to to the to the it itself, and mm-hmm. well, by its nature as well, as you said, like the tome and uh, the and the the living conditions of the dead versus the living, and the fact that they're living together. There's great, and in the art, there's that sort of the the artwork does show, you know, just ghosts buying some something from a yes. shop from a human. You know, it's like yes. this sort of. Really, Little bits of, of that. What uh, the the elves then? You said they were different. So they have this spirit wood, which sort of surrounds mm. it. So how does that how does that work?
0: Uh, so like from what I understand, like it's like, again the sort of the elves sort of sort of go there and get attracted to. Uh, again, I, I might just skipped this one a little bit. <laughs> I'm also, I'll, I'll be I'm Sorry, I did be... No, 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 because no, I, I think it's interesting because <laughs> yeah. it is that sort of thing where yeah. we all don't s- perceive death or the yeah. e- the end in quotation marks the yeah. same way. So it's just a. And it makes sense with elves, I guess, because obviously they live a lot longer yeah. and they, they have a different culture. It seems mm. different in a way. So I would have liked to see, actually, and maybe, yeah. again, I might have skipped this as well, because obviously we've got the Death Warden dwarves mm. and they have their own way to do it. And obviously it's, it's cert- a certain race is uh, uh, mm. in Manifest itself. It would been really cool to see if there was different nuances yeah. with that. So if the dwarves had something else, yeah. for example, it wasn't necessarily wi- Manifest as well. It's like, oh... We have uh, another town elsewhere, yeah, and it's just, you know, just, like, specialise it a little bit more. And the same with uh, gnomes and
1: halflings as well. Mm. I think that could be quite interesting. I think there's, there's something, like, nice about the sort of water deepness of having one main one, yes. but maybe... But you're actually quite... Because, yeah, the elves get a very particular thing, and they and they also mention... And I guess it's a bit of that old-school d that, you know, half-orcs are seen as bad, and, you yeah. know, uh, the gnolls that are going there, they, use, they have to use the alter self to sort of get themselves through the city of yeah. Manifest to sort of help their clan leaders. And it's kind of, you know, there's all that sort of old school D&D thing, but I think in a new setting, yeah, you could really I think you could build on this city and really give if it was not mm. different
0: cities different wards that are about you know different yeah. or at Ooh, least like temples different, yeah different quarters something. yeah absolutely yeah so like obviously we have like the Spanish quarter or the French quarter yeah. or something like that yeah that'd be quite cool to have something like that and as mentioned, it's a good thing you mentioned like the, the half orcs and sort of the the, the the outside influences so obviously mm. the history of manifest is quite tarnished as you said with sort of like wars and stuff like that mm. but the idea that um, some people just don't like it this idea yeah. that you know this is a, a city state in effect obviously we've said like it can be put it there is countries that they've given as examples that you can put it in mm-hmm. in um in the book but the idea that there are people that are good, keep trying to come in and go no this is not great and try and, and just because of the way they they've been taught what death is and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it's almost like yeah, the abom- abomination of this place goes yeah. against everything and they're going to destroy it if they can.
1: So yeah, there is, there has been a lot. Yes, yeah, so as you said, there's some good history there and there's some good, like, adventure hooks or, like, if you want to give yourself mm. a, a setting and you want to have, like, you're looking for an overarching sort of campaign um, idea, there's there's stuff from the history, which I thought was actually quite quite yeah. good. So there was the, I, th- I think one that sort of jumped out to me was the, the Lich War. There's the one that I thought mm. was, like, if you wanted to take, like, you're looking for... Uh, you've got this city of manifest, but you also want to get something that's like a good antagonist uh, to sort of play off. There's, um, they basically said these uh, uh, fisher folk okay, There's this basically lord of the upturned grave who was a, 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 ne- a necromancer, basically, uh, uh, and mm. under the guise of this demon prince Orcus, um, who mm. basically uh, grew armies of cultists supported by demons and undead creatures and then uh, systematically like rose up people as and undead servants to go and take over uh the city of manifest that was the sort of the war that it brought he also took over the whole of the world but you could just bring it to manifest this sort of like undead ultimate uh sort of evil that's going to to do the sort of the most vilest thing that can happen to these these poor souls um mm. and so that's something that you can have as a great antagonist and then they've even given you this sort of like This end of the war came when the Carden Court mustered a horde of ghost warriors to join the ranks of the living and fight against the undead. At the same time, uh, there's a group of, let's say the Mage Circle, without going too deep into it, Mm. performed a ritual known as the Rite of the Seven Crowns. They gave each of the defending generals a crown that imbued him with incredible physical might. And you could, and and they were destroyed by that. But you could sort of see, like maybe those you can see like Mm. we have to go get the crowns again because this is happening again or something we need to find these lost crowns and there's you know there's already just in what's that four paragraphs you've got yourself Mm. you've got yourself your beginning of your your campaign if you want one
0: absolutely well I in one of the interviews I was reading they had one of the alternate covers they were going to have that got scrapped was the idea they had a ghost adventurer trying to fight a lich who had a zombie a zombie garden lich who was the adventurer's body? Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the idea. Yeah, that idea that the body's been using against you because they're undead and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I like. And obviously, yeah. a lich or a necromancer in some way of doing that. So yeah, okay. anything like that, anything to deal that deals with the the the, the magic. Because this is the thing. Obviously, like it is feel ne- death. I guess here it's supposed to feel like a, a natural end mm. or or a thing like that. So anything that goes against that instantly becomes interesting as a as a power dynamic. So yes, mm. someone like you said, like liches are, are great for that sort of thing because yeah. they are just completely evil because they're just yes. gaining all this stuff and just getting crueler and crueler and bitterer and bitterer. Yeah. Uh, that's not that's not even a word. Um, <laughs> bitterer <but laughs> is a word. Yeah, bit I'm with bitter you. bitterer. Um, but yeah, so I think that's an uh, excellent uh, sort of hook. Mm. I guess for me would be if I was doing this more of a political stuff, maybe it's just having. The idea that maybe an embassy has come so yeah. we sort of again I keep alluding to these other countries there is again another chapter on it which we won't go into too much detail but the idea that here are some examples of countries where you could put manifest in yeah. and having that idea of like the council of sorcerers who's like it's almost like a uh, like an autocrat yes. sort of society or or anything like that and it's like we don't agree with, you know it's, and there's nothing they can do per se mm. so is that is that almost like um oh, what's it called in um, Northern Lights? It's uh, like the the church, essentially. That idea is like, this goes against everything we have said, and this is a a threat to our authority. Mm. So, that would again, that idea, that's happening in the background and then sending an embassy and something happens to the embassy and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I love that. I want to play
1: that one. That sounds really good. (laughs)
0: Yeah, okay.
1: I love that good political sort of drama.
0: I I think, Mm. because this is the thing, I think it's... It's, again, one of those things where we've talked about this several times before and the way we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, this idea of the future of D&D, um, it's going towards more storytelling, it's mm. going towards more um, yeah. streaming games for that story rather than combat. Yeah. Here, it's interesting, because obviously combat is the main thing in the sense of, like, you're now a ghost because you've died, in, yeah. presumably through combat uh, or through saving for yeah. it or through something like that. And now, how do you deal with that? Yeah. as Because it's not... like this brings you right can, like, we, into
1: a very you know, strong role-playing situation, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because obviously, like, again, you've got, like, these classes, these ghost classes as well. And But here's the thing, as, as I realised reading it, it's that if you gain more classes in, as a ghost than you do yeah. as a, as in your player thing, this idea of the calling, this sort of pull yes. thing, like, you need to go and over the other side is so, it gets stronger and mm. stronger until you give in to it eventually. And that could take weeks, months, yeah. years. And again, that to me is like that's a storytelling thing yeah like the more you because you you were getting further and further away from your old life and you were now going to another place and you're, like, you're mm. not that person anymore there's no way you can go back so yeah just i just thought that was for me i'm yeah. like that's a that's a great storytelling thing not necessarily a great um
1: yeah. combat thing no yeah. no <laughs> exactly but and i think even if the the ghost classes don't you could translate them. I think it's very possible if you're if you know you're 3.5 or 3e and you know your 5e well enough, you could do it. But if you don't, I think you could still use the as you're leveling up as a dead person, just mark them down as I've taken this many levels whilst mm. dead to how many levels once whilst alive. And when that balance becomes too much dead, even if it's still in your bard class or your sorcerer class. Um, you can you could use it. You could still w- make it work that way. I'm sure that and I'm sure there's so many talented DMs out there. You're all Matt Mercer's to me. So you'll, yeah, um, oh. I'm sure you'll come up with an idea uh, to to yourself. But mm. yeah, that, that calling idea is 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 good because it, it it then does. That's another that's the next step, isn't it? You've taken that that journey becoming a ghost. And now we've got to make you maybe one of your party hits that that marker mm. and you decide to take them on the ghost walk and you travel into the undercity so you go under yeah. the, through the portal down into this underdark area and follow all that path of which there's not some great stuff down there to fight either as, some... i
0: was gonna say the undercity is a yeah. very interesting thing as well again yeah. this idea that manifest is not the first time this is not the original manifest it's been mm. burnt to the ground and destroyed and stuff yes and they've all they've done is just built on top of built it again top. the idea that the dead the death of this um, city Is still underneath And you talked about this idea Of like The yeah. basement is actually The ground floor Of a previous house yeah. And this going through this And I, it feels very much like um, I know one of the big influences Was Neil Gaiman yeah. This idea of um, London below yeah. And things You know I'm thinking like Labyrinth That sort of thing It's just it's just dark well, And and The city and I just, lived in oh.
1: For example <gasps> Bath <gasps> Of
0: course Is
1: Bath. built that way I mean mm. You go three stories down the the ground floor of a lot of the cities is the the basement floor is the old ground floor so it's all built up one story up so it's all vaults and stuff so there is a whole the main center of bath you can walk down the streets between and there's vaults underneath the roads and they're all connected in the main cities like all my house that i live in has got vaults it's all vaults underneath the roads, so that everything the road is all one story up and then the Romans are another two or three stories down. You know, so the Roman Baths, if you are gonna come to Bath, go to Bath in the UK, you go to the Roman Baths and you go down some elevators and then there's the, the Roman city is down there. That's where. So the Baths what? are built on top of, there, there's three layers. And there's, I can give you a fancy word for this. Do you want a fancy word?
0: I, uh, yes, fancy word. Let's go. Palimpsest.
1: Palimpsest, palimpsest. Oh. yeah. Palimpsest is like layering up. There's a, another one in Rome. Rome's very much similar it's very, it's a very yep. thing but Rome there's a church which is there is a an ancient uh, oh geez, I'm going to have to remember the, there's a yeah, very uh, Doric style uh, a very simple temple that they built okay. a, a Roman temple on top of which they then built mm. a renaissance church on top of and you can go down and see all the layers it's really cool Uh what? I will find a link for it now and I'll put it on here so you can have a look at some pictures but yeah. there's a really beautiful Whoa. section of it they've done
0: Yeah. As- that baffles me this idea that there's like so many layers below and stuff like that in, in my head i'm like if the commute is too bad on layer one go down to layer two and just like sneak your way yeah. across <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but it's oh. it's um
1: yeah it's uh it's it's a thing that happens in reality so uh, more in the european world than it does in the americas mm-hmm. so you know that's oh. the thing that's
0: I'd yeah. love that. So yeah. So I guess in in terms of the, the the sort of ghost walk in general, what's the the big thing that you really enjoyed about it? Like going into yeah. it, like like we've I know we've literally covered like teeny tiny bits oh, of I it. And such. Yeah, and it's so difficult. I think. Um mm. Something that's a little bit off off
1: topic from the actual ghost, but something that I really did enjoy from it and I mentioned to you was uh, the, the deities, actually, that they've yes, got in there. Yes, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that you have to use these deities at all. And uh, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that, but they are great and they're, they're, they're interesting in their own right. But what I did love about them, and i'm i'm want to find them i was, I was looking through the dm's guild actually uh, the dm's guild the dm's guide itself uh for um for what they say but it, in the dm's guide it just tells you how to make a pantheon it doesn't give you a pantheon mm. and, and it made me think there hasn't really been a forgotten realm setting book campaign guide for 5e there's lots of there's the sword coast adventurer's guide and there's but there's not actually been a which I think they possibly mm. could. It would be actually when we're talking about the future of D and D, maybe one of those mm. would be nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So a lot of the stuff we either get through like, um, uh, like oh, it's not Vol- it maybe volas and, and more yeah. kind of that, that. Here is a history of like halflings and gnomes. Here yeah. is there some of their gods, etc. Yeah. But I think I'm maybe there is somewhere. But I I, I agree. Like sometimes. The only, I, actually that's what I was saying off, off, off podcast the only one I know that would do that in great detail is obviously Myth, Mythic Odyssey or Theros yes. because the gods are such an important part mm. of that whole campaign world and it's interesting here because I I feel that maybe and I say this as someone who hasn't played uh, uh, characters who or characters that a lot have relied on deities for their powers so like paladins mm. or, or uh, clerics or that sort of thing um, it feels like There isn't a mechanically A mechanic benefit uh, Mm. To act in your In your god's favour Only a role playing thing Because you can easily go Oh well I'm now a fallen um, Paladin Or I've lost my powers Or something like that But that's a story thing Rather than Hey if you If you don't act in your way For the god You get a minus two penalty Or something like that So it would It would be cool to get more about it Like um, And I know like Orcus gets mentioned a lot Yeah Because he's the the big dude bombs. of the undead—he's yeah. everywhere—and uh, this, again, for, he's obviously is a is a, a, a demon, I think, yeah. in the in the normal ones. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was like, oh, I know that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that. There there is translations to them. I guess again, just looking at the the interview that they did, they were like, mm. well, we don't want to copy Ravenloft; it needs to be different. Mm. So they said, Ghost Walk is more sort of cemetery creepy. Yeah. So that it's full of dead people, yet they're accepted by yeah. everyone. Yeah. and I was like that makes so much sense as a yeah it's just a thing uh, and it's some people find it creepy some people don't so mm-hmm. it, I guess it's that yeah it's the subtlety of it so. I quite like or I think it, it's quite a, yeah. it's quite a,
1: as you said it's like a more it, it's not it's not scary it's sort of uh, it's not scary really I mean obviously you can make it scary but it's um mm-hmm. yeah it's sort of it seems quite nice in some ways I yeah. quite like the idea of mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of like um these relationships that you can have and, and it's more mm-hmm. like it's more that sort of, um, what is it? it said? Like when death becomes more like attainable and more obvious, you can have more mm. of a relationship with it. And so there's something mm. about that, which is quite interesting. And I think it makes it more, yeah. It means you kind of having to um, confront it, which is quite mm. quite cool.
0: And, and so again, going back from that, the, the, the other bit I quite liked in manifest itself was this whole of farewell mm. where, um, you, you know, if you had to yes. go find a specific ghost, Yes. go there because there's a whole registry of them yes. or if you're looking for a body or you're looking for some people to hire there's where ghost adventurers would be so it's like a port of call so to speak yes. and again just a great name as well Port the farewell I love that, so, that yeah. was
1: really good. So, there was one thing yeah. that's reminded me of that I didn't say but you were saying about the um, the uh, the that whole point of having that Hall of Farewell and then people wanting their bodies to come with them to meet them Mm. there. There was a great little uh, note there, which was they're saying, like, so to try and make sure that people do turn up to see you when you're dead. Because people then worry that they're going to die, they're going to never manifest, but no one's going to turn up with the body, so they're not going to get that benefit. So they might involve some some interesting ploys for their family members to make sure they go there. So one of them was... Um, it says one such incident occurred about 17 years ago a wealthy woman hid away a key that would open an otherwise impenetrable treasure hoard on her deathbed, she told her family and friends that the first one to find her it it manifest would learn the secret hiding place of the key the cross-country race that ensued after her death is a thing of great stories even today and you think that's a great. That's a great little campaign. This little adventure. I.
0: I was like, yeah, Monte Carlo or bust. You know. Yes. Like you, how do you get to manifest? Manifest or up and how bust. Do you find a, yeah. Yeah, manifest or bust. There you go. That's that's the that's a, that's the campaign you're running. Yeah. Absolutely, because that can be quite an interesting one as well. Because that's a lot of separate people, mm. and you can have like you know. I, I you know what that would be a good long long. Oh, that would be a good long running one. So, like, a long-running campaign where if you think about, like, one week you do it with two people and they have, like, an obstacle and they get a certain amount of the way. And then next week it's another group who don't know what the other people have done and are completely different. And that idea that like they slowly make their way and people can have bets on how they get there. and Yeah, if, it, like if rat if race. They, yeah, rat race. And if they... If they if anything, they if they if someone else is doing the same path as them, mm. the previous team have done something, and when you come in, the, the scenes change. So like they've taken uh, the magic item that was in the the pool, oh, yeah, although they've not they've not found yeah. it. Okay, I'm seeing yeah. a dragon's jaw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> instead of one shots. <laughs> that sounds very much like what we do. But yeah, no, I, and, and even or if it's just one party following, like is have been hired by one of the family members to aid them on this quest, and you mm. gotta do some sabotage for the other ones to keep them back or send them on the wrong hunt and get them lost and stuff, and be just kind of silly about it, it Could be quite, I it'd be quite good. Do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's, oh, there's so much you can mm. do with that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So is there anything, Hamilton, like, sort of, as we sort of go into the final few minutes of this, is there anything that you like, what's your big takeaway from Ghost Walk? What is it that you want people to go like, oh, this is really interesting and put into their campaigns?
1: What would I? I think what I take away from it is it just adds a whole new level of play to the whole game, and then just a whole new aspect of thinking about death, which can be kind of um, can be just sort of the thing that sits at the back of the table that everyone's sort of worried about as well. It kind of can take that away Mm. and allow that to become something enjoyable, but well more enjoyable. It can make it something that if it happens. Here's something else that's going to occur, rather than this tragic ending for your character. If you don't want that sort of play, but you want to have the the chance for it to cause issues for your campaign. So you want you mm. want to mean that if someone does die at the final battle of your adventure at the dragon and they all get a TPK... Instead of it being the end of your campaign, it can then now be okay. Well, you haven't done your task, but you've now you've now all travelled on this this uh, ethereal plane uh, on towards the city of manifest. You've got to get back to your bodies. You know that's yeah. and that makes it um, allows the campaign to continue and mm. also have just another element to it, which is sort of fun as well as on top of all the other things. But that's the one thing I take from it is is that element. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because they—they again, they said that was one of the reasons they—they they were sort of inspired to do it was the—the the idea that the most hated thing they people hate D D is when they die because it's the most boring bit, like in the sense of like well that's it, that's the end of the, yeah the story ends here, mm. and so changing that is uh, is different. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Is uh, I guess is there anything you'd want to change about this book at all? Anything structure wise? Perhaps? <laughs> perhaps
1: I would bloody
0: change the structure. That is for sure.
1: If you buy this book and. Uh, if you, uh, if you do, we'll give you a link for, you can go use our affiliate link for the DMs Guild by yes. going to dragonsduel.com, uh, sorry, dragonsduel.coo.uk forward slash DMs Guild. And yes. if you do that, we get some little benefits, which helps us buy more books to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you do buy it, skip to chapter three, then go back to the yep. other bits, because it gives you very small potted bits of information in the first two chapters of like player classes, a bit of what it means about ghosts and stuff like that. But if you want to get really into the meat of what the campaign guide is, I'd say read a bit at the beginning. And then when you start finding, well, this isn't important, just skip to chapter three where it starts talking about the city of Manifest itself. And then yeah. come back to those other bits, because otherwise you're just you're like, items, I'm getting all the
0: items now. I don't even yeah. know what
1: these are to do with, of which there are lovely yeah. ones. But it's, it's some a funny, great ones. Funny. It's yeah. not, new D&D definitely got that better, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, the yeah, the idea that yeah, you've got player options. You're like, mm, okay, and then it's like items and and all this stuff, and you're just like, oh no, I I want to know more about the ghosts. Like, what is what does the world mean? You know. So yeah, I completely agree with you there. Just a little bit, little bit change up on like maybe put, yeah, split up the magic items, put them at the end, like like normal books are. But mm. anyway, yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. And yeah, I th- and yeah, the artwork's really interesting and different as well. And yeah, it's just—it was just nice. I think the only thing I'd like to add, really, which I feel is quite question, but you—you you did say that there is obviously that you can convert it now. Is that this was released uh, maybe a couple of months before as third edition? Yeah. Uh, and then they released three point five straight after it, and it was like, oh,
1: whoops. There is a massive document that you get with the download on DMs Guild, uh, which is the conversion. I don't know if I sent that through to you, but yeah. no oh, well, I didn't bother you with it. But yes, there is a whole, literally six pages, like, take this bit out and change it for this and take this bit. And you're like, oh my gosh, who the heck's going to do that? I don't no, know.
0: No so, one's going to do that. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, just before warn people, it's like, yeah, a the, the little bit of tweaking if you were going to you know, directly port it into stuff. But again, yeah. the thing I take away from it is that having a city based around an idea or a philosophy, mm. you can put it in any campaign you have, but you need to think about, how do other people outside of that city react to it? So, like, the, again, I go back to those examples of the c- countries um, that it gives. But like, if you put it in your own setting, it's like, well, what if it's in between two nations? What if it's a independent city state? Mm. What if it's like, if it, it did it break away from another kingdom? Like, yeah.
1: you know, people don't want to control it, aren't they? That's the thing as well. Like, you get to who you get to control, control the gateway death. to death, which is everyone's yeah. going to go through. There's going to be.
0: Oh yeah, there's war. Well, there'll be loads of wars yeah. over it, absolutely. So I think just bearing that in mind, you don't even have to play it through. I mm. think it's just something to put in the background. I am always, I'm a big fan of having that conflict in the background, and obviously agreeing with your players. So is this a, is this interesting and okay? Because that's yeah. where you set the scene, especially with something like this, where again, death is not the end, and combat might be important, but that idea, that like, to hear all these ideas, and like how you know, having those, what sounds like to me a more political campaign or more. Maybe even religious campaign mm. if you if you taking someone through the the ghost walk and finding out more than and protecting them and then making sure they reach their, their end and then obviously you would be losing that person still you're not, you, you're helping them get somewhere but you're mm. ultimately not going to see them again so I think again some really interesting ideas and stories there but again just bear in mind like you can't just be like one and done yes. are, yeah it's one of those things where like this is, this is definitely outside of the norm so, yeah
1: hundred yeah. percent no it's a really great. Mm. Overall, really good. And as with all these books, you find there's always great stuff in all of them, isn't there? That's the thing. There's yeah. there's always a good idea. So. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Well, Hamilton, thank you so much for introducing to me to Ghost Walk. I, I, yeah, really, really interesting. Uh, I got a love two hundred pages on a Monday. Uh, that's my that's my favorite. I was very impressed very... how
1: quickly you read that. That was that was very impressive. Um, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: um, I, I, any other information I needed for Monday is not no longer here. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure I'll regain it. But, but Hamilton, what are you up to, my friend? How is Dragon's Jewel? How is Dragon's Jewel? Well, there up? might be more information by now, but
1: we're recording this a little bit in advance. So yeah. all I can say is that our season two is uh, is done on the Twitch channel, Ooh. but as I said before, we are bringing it to the podcast finally because we've been a bit uh, lax on that. So you should hopefully by now be having it coming out on a Monday, part one, and part two on a Thursday. So you'll get Ooh. your body stuff on a Monday and your mind stuff on a Thursday. And then once we get to about episode three, we get some special things on Sundays where we've done some backstory uh, episodes Excellent. for those characters that we make in the game show. And then mm-hmm. some of the season one one shots that we which feature uh yours truly fiona <gasps> in me. one of them as helga smash dagger because we never actually put those on the podcast so we're gonna <gasps> we're gonna lead those in so that they finish at the same time as the game shows for season two that then sneak directly into the season two one shots which actually follow one story wise so there you go
0: oh, lo- oh lots of stuff happening on dragon's Jewel yeah. amazing work uh, yeah, and I'm sorry, I, I was going to say, I forgot about me <laughs> yeah, second about and e. you <laughs> helped second. Like, I was like, oh yeah, me. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Fiona. I run the What Am I Rolling podcast, which is a twice monthly RPG One Shot podcast. As always, it's going very well. Uh, unlike Hamilton, who always knows what's happening in advance, I have absolutely no idea what's out on that podcast currently. Um, whatever it is, it's probably really good, and you should listen to it there. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, other stuff. Uh, I'm probably doing some improv somewhere. I'm just essentially just follow us at. at at, on Twitter at, uh, oh God, follow us on Twitter at WAIR underscore podcast. And uh, if, I'm sure we'll be putting stuff up there. Obviously, mm. doing stuff for Dragon's Jewel. Mm. And life's going on. Um, obviously, we are doing uh, DM's Book Club now uh, on Dragon Jewel Twitch every Thursday at. 9 pm BST slash GMT, whenever that, co- that changes. Oh, it'll change. It's changed today because we're out on Halloween. No, it's the week. We're just a couple of days before
1: Halloween. So it'll be next no. week. It changes. Next uh. week it changes. So when, once <laughs> I get I happened, got way too excited. It'll I be got GNT'd way too excited. And then there'll be two weeks where it's different in America and then it'll be back to normal again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> and Fiona has died. <laughs> Fiona died because of time. That is another. Another fatality down to daylight saving, there and then. Is that Iron Brew you're drinking?
0: No, it's uh, cheap Tesco's uh, ginger beer. Oh, so. okay. I was going to give you I bonus wish. points
1: for, for Iron oh,
0: Brew. <laughs> I wish, I wish. Anyway, so ignore that. But, we, well, we are on the Twitch channel. Uh, we're going to do, obviously, more topics and stuff. Obviously, mm. so far, we've done Wild Beyond the Witchlight. We've done some more Feywild stuff. We've done... Um, d future, future of d
1: We've done D&D. the Critical Role critical Campaigns role. guides, oh, Double Bill. I,
0: man, that was so exciting. I can't believe you said always controversial opinions.
1: Mm, hint hint our mm, organisational hint. skills might not be <laughs> might not be the uh, same as your listening l- l- yeah. ways <laughs>
0: <coughs> excuse me I'm still coughing okay. um, but yes so that, that's all happening so it follows that on uh, Dragon Duel Twitch mm. and then obviously the VOD will be out a week or so later and then of course it will be on the podcast form as well and finally we also have an offer code for Third Space Gaming A your friendly Friendly local game store in Burnley um, if you want to type in the offer code DMBC into checkout you get 10% off your first order and that could be on anything, it could be your RPG books it could be new dice um, even terrain, so go check those out, that's DMBC at checkout for Third Space Gaming and, and that's it, oh. I can't think I think, is that all, is that, is that everything? Well, I we gave remember. our
1: DM skill thing out, didn't we? We did that already. We did, yes, we did. that's right. remember exciting. that one.
0: Um, well, I guess with that all out the way, um, I'm sure is this, this is where you now put up the screen saying what we're doing next week, which I yes. don't know anything about. I don't so, know either. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's gone will, up, look we'll at that, Whoa. put it up now. It will
1: be actually, after we finish, when we say bye, it then comes up and we'll tell you what <sighs> is going to be live next week on Twitch channel
0: exciting exciting stuff well until then my friends thank you so much for listening and love you Bye. bye